Hi, moviegoers. I'm your host, Megan Reyes, and this is Cinemascope. Hi, guys. So if you couldn't tell, today I'm by myself. Well, sort of. I have a very special guest with me, horror movie genre expert and awesome hugger, Ray Seams. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're, I'm excited to have you today. Yay, me too. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so I know Ray from Florida. Um, he worked with my mom and he's one of the most awesome humans that I know. He also shares my love for horror movies, TV shows, all of those kinds of things. So I thought I would take him on for this episode, which today we're going to be talking about the new Netflix original, Rat which is a Ryan Murphy-directed story. I love Ryan Murphy, and I know you probably love Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, very much so. I, I American Horror Story is one of my favorite shows. Um, Which season? What's your favorite season? Asylum. Oh, okay, I'm close. I like uh, Coven. Yeah, season three. I, I feel like it's always between Murder House, Asylum, and Coven. Like, those oh, are the yeah. three best seasons. Oh, yeah. And then Hotel. But... yeah <laughs> uh, so first off let's talk about the cast so it's a ryan murphy series so obviously sarah paulson is gonna star in it it's like it's i i it's hard for me to talk about this show and not think about sarah paulson because okay. if if it was anybody else i'm sure it would still be great because it's ryan murphy and he mm-hmm. i really enjoy his work but there's something she brings to it in everything that she does that adds right. some sort of magic that uh, there's like a spark and she somehow creates the glue that even in this like first episode, it's like its own mini movie because mm-hmm. of her. I don't She's, she's phenomenal. Everything she does. Is I, yeah. I love her. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar with Ryan Murphy's work, he directs, and produces and I think even writes some of American Horror Story which is a show Mm -hmm. on FX which I love and so does Ray. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, And Sarah Paulson is in pretty much every single season. She's always a main character. Um, She she's very prominent in a lot of Ryan Murphy series which I love. The next person we have is Finn Whitrock as Edmund Tolson, the murderous and mentally unstable foster brother of Ratch and inmate at Lucia State Hospital. So we kind of, he doesn't really come in until the end-ish. Yeah, I think he's in the, like maybe the big first five minutes mm-hmm. during that really intense home break-in scene. Yeah. And then, yeah, we don't see him again. I, you know, to be honest, I completely forgot about his character yes. until the very end. And I think that was done on purpose, but it was, it was, I, he's, I will say that the dude plays crazy very well because yes. he also played something similar. I think it was what in Freak Show, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I, like you said, I completely forgot about him. I forgot that he existed. Um, <laughs> and then I remember thinking, that the wine cellar that they're putting him in is very Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, yeah. I got that kind of vibe from it. And when Mildred walked down the stairs and to go see him, and he was like, oh my God, it's you. I was thinking, how do they know each other? And then I continued watching and I just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I just, that first episode, it has such a way 
of grabbing you and just mm-hmm. pulling you in because I'm I'm still have you have you finished the show yet? Not yet. I'm only on ha- episode two. Oh, same, same here. Yeah, so okay. I'm we're kind of in the same spot but I feel like I've even the short amount the first episode and then uh, like I'm I think I'm halfway through the second episode Mm -hmm. I feel like I have known these characters forever and I'm somehow getting drawn into this mystery that's going deeper and deeper and deeper it's 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 pretty cool I, I like it a lot um, so the next character we have is Cynthia Nixon as Gwendolyn Briggs, Governor Wilburn's press secretary and campaign manager. So later, I guess she's ratched love interest, um, which is interesting, kind of a spoiler, which is sad, but it's fine. It's yeah, okay. yeah. I just <laughs> got to that part right now yeah. in, in the second episode. Um, and I had a feeling something like that was going to happen, but it, it's, it, I like it so far. It, yeah. Let's see where it goes. Um, next, we have John John Brown's. As Dr. Richard Hanover, the director of Lucia State Hospital, he is so shady. Yeah, I, I'm still not sure how, how I, I feel, feel about his yeah. character. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm hoping that at some point we get some sort of redemption from him because right. right now, I mean, I think he plays it really well, but right now what I get from him is he is desperately seeking fame and fortune and yeah. he's willing to do whatever it takes and it's it's a little sad because it's it's he's he wants to screw people over and potentially hurt right. them just so he can get that notoriety something that we will get into when we get into the synopsis is I kind of got an asylum vibe from this I I know especially for me as like a fanatic of American Horror Story and Asylum being my favorite season, I went into this thinking it was going to be another Asylum, which it isn't. Um, It's a different story completely, but I can see kind of snippets of Asylum in there. And especially in in that season of American Horror Story, they talk a lot about um, the the crew of the Asylum screwing everybody over. Like Sarah Paulson's character, Lana Winters, is put in there because she's a lesbian. And they treat her as though she has a mental illness. Um, Evan Peters' character, Kit, is put in there because they think he's crazy, which he's not. And I, I see a lot of that in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely picked up on that as well. I think um, they touch a lot. Ryan Murphy loves to touch on a lot of the same themes to drive it home in every you know, one of his shows. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I have to agree with you. I feel like this is almost like a precursor to what the asylum is. Like this is a, like a, everything's really pretty on the outside. Uh, Cause really the sets and the lighting, oh, yeah, everything beautiful. is gorgeous, um, but it's rotten on the inside. Like everything's twisted and demented um, versus asylum. Um, it was the same, everybody was kind of twisted and weird and in their own way. And, but even the asylum itself was almost its own character. It was also kind of, grotesque in a way right. that that makes you that I, that makes me think of a really interesting point like maybe because asylum was so grotesque and there were so many different plot points and monsters and aliens in that season um it, it, yeah yeah it, <laughs> it was um it that the asylum itself kind of played that there were there were lots of hallways lots of corridors it was really eerie looking whereas this show the this hospital is so refined and so mm-hmm. put together that on the inside it's just a it's it's 
it's a whole awful. mess. Yeah, it's a whole mess. And I think <laughs> it, it also reflects on its characters because all the characters are the same way. They're all really pretty on the outside, but on the inside, they're, they're not. messed up. Yeah. Judy Davis as Nurse Betsy Bucket, the head nurse at Lucia State Hospital and rival of Ratchet. I don't know how I feel about her character just yet. I think that she's very, I don't think I know enough about her to have an opinion yet. Yeah, yeah, she's I, she's a good character. I, I really enjoy Judy Davis. Every time I see her though, um, you're probably too young to remember this, but she played Judy Garland in a TV movie back in the early 2000s. So every time I see her, I see Judy Garland. And so, um, but yeah, she, I, I'm still, I'm curious to see where they're gonna take her. Um, because she is, she's something. And then the last character we have is Corey Stoll as Charles Wainwright, who I think is a hitman. I think that's where that's going. But I love Corey Stroll. <laughs> He's fantastic. That's the guy, her like neighbor in the um, hotel, mm-hmm. right? She's staying yes. in. Okay. Do we, because I don't, he didn't have a huge role in that first right. episode. I hope we see more of him though. Yes. I'm uh, assuming we will. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so some of you guys may not be familiar with him. Some of you guys are, and you just don't know it. He played Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man. So just so that you can kind of have, oh, you didn't know who he was. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Cause I, yeah. he was also on this show called House of Cards on Netflix too. Oh, yeah. And I remember him from that. And it wasn't as you said Ant-Man that it clicked in my head. Yeah. He's also in a show called The Strain, which I love. It's fantastic. Ooh. It's fantastic. Um, so now after that very long introduction of the cast, (laughs) um, we are gonna read through the synopsis and kind of give you our thoughts throughout the whole thing. In 1947, Edmund Tolson murders four priests, one of which he claims to be his father. Six months later, he's arrested and sentenced to 120 days in Lucia State Hospital, a mental institution in Northern California. So what did you think of the beginning of it? Like just the opening scene? Yes, just the opening scene. I did not expect it to start off that way. Um, I, I really didn't enjoy it, though. It was kind of intense and really brutal for like the first five minutes of the show. And it really did feel like it, like its own version of American Horror Story or like a love letter to American Horror Story. I was about to, I got kind of, I don't remember what season it was. I think it was the first season where Evan Peters' character is a serial killer and he goes in and is like killing people in their own house. And that's kind of the same vibe I got from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I do also kind of like, so like you've said, um, Ryan Murphy does like the same kind of theme through every show he does. And I like how everything he does has to involve a church and asylum that's lit uh, we're gonna keep bringing that up that's the whole premise of the entire thing screen queens an asylum yes, yes and yes, 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 yes. bad priests the whole the, and i i kind of like that homage yeah yeah i think i think ryan murphy uses a lot of his a uh, lot of his shows to maybe reflect on um his maybe trauma that he has from growing up and maybe having to deal with stuff like that. And this is his way of, of expressing that or trying to get rid of those demons that he has. Right. And, you know, I'm sorry for his trauma, but great shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, he, he does some pretty cool stuff. One thing that I, that I don't know if um, 
and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it, it, going with like the whole the priest thing, it's the, the like the what's his name? I think Finn, right? Is the is the actor who plays the killer at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, he points out the the hypocrisy within the hu- like being human and the clergy, and I rem- I remember that sticking out to me. Um, and it, it, I don't know, I don't know, the opening scene just really stuck with me, and I really liked that a lot, and it kind of set the stage for the type of show that we were getting ourselves into, so I appreciate that, I really did enjoy that. Um, Mildred Ratch steals the position of a nurse in the same hospital through blackmail. While Governor George Wilburn visits the hospital for funding, Ratch pulls a stunt by dosing an old patient with blood pressure reducing medicine. I did not expect that to happen. I did not expect that to happen at all. Obviously, you know, I'm going to keep reiterating this throughout the whole thing. This is a Ryan Murphy series, so I knew that Sarah Paulson's character is probably going to be crazy. I just wasn't expecting that crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She, I, I had it written down in my notes, like, crazy in all caps, just underlined. <laughs> like, she, she's a master manipulator. Like, she knows what she wants, and she's willing to do whatever it takes to get it. So the woman is nuts, but she's also driven. Um, yeah, but and she's, that. you have to, yeah. And she's always in control. Like she has a way to get to work anything. She can make it work in her favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's yeah. She's she's very smart, and I feel mm-hmm. like Sarah Paulson has a typecast. Oh yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that until I watched this because. I was thinking like, wow, she plays so many roles so differently, but they are all pretty much the same role, just played differently. Every person she plays is very driven and is very smart mm-hmm. and knows exactly what she wants and knows how to get it. The way she was about getting that is how each character is different. And that's, that's one of the things I love about her and Ryan Murphy's relationship is that they know how to kind of work off each other. Yeah, I think he probably, and I think because they've worked together for years now, he knows how to write based on her strengths. Right. And she can, she pulls those out. She takes what's in the text and she brings that out in masterfully. When the patient suffers a cardiogenic shock, Ratch saves him in front of the press and the governor. I screamed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I mean, go off, I guess, but (laughs) super smart press move. As a journalist, like, that would be incredibly awesome to see. Yeah. But, I mean, go off, like, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's just, it underlines that master manipulator. Like, she did this on purpose at the right time. (laughs) Like, it it was, everything just worked out. And she even shocked Dr. Hanover. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't know she was going to do that. Yeah, no, not at all. But then he kind of plays along with it when sh- she kills another person. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm excited to see how their re- relationship goes throughout the, the, the series. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for me, the doctor just seems kind of like a pushover. Yes. Like, he's just... Like he has his vision and he, and I know, you know, he wants that notoriety. He wants that fortune, that fame for his hospital. But I, it's almost as if he, he's, he's like, there's like a block in him and he doesn't know how to connect with people a certain way. So you have, um, uh, what's her name? The nurse coming in and 
just pretty much taking over and telling mm-hmm. him what 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 you know to do and i think judy davis was also uh, i forgot her character name but i think she was doing the same thing even before sarah paulson's character showed up so i i, I don't really think he's in control of this hospital <laughs> which is which makes me really excited to see how it's going to go a little bit further right i i like that you talked about um judy davis's character versus sarah paulson's character because I was going to say, I think that's the reason they don't like each other is because they, it's, it's not necessarily a fight for, you know, over Dr. Hanover and Judy Davis and Sarah Paulson. It's, it's a, it's a budding heads of Judy Davis and Sarah Paulson. They are two very strong-willed, powerful women. And there's just this kind of guy who's the face and they want to take this from under him Uh, yeah that that makes complete sense yeah okay so i i also and i a slight question for you Mm -hmm. um because i questioned this and i noticed they did it again in the second episode and it's probably one of my favorite little nuances that they do in this show um whenever somebody i I think i want to say it's only sarah paulson's character that sees this so there's um a scene where she's walking down the hall and I believe she just got into it with Judy Davis's character. So she has this like moment of envy and anger and all of the lighting goes green. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so theatrical and so over the top, but and I'm pretty sure it's only in her head that the light right. turns green. But what do you think that is? Cause I, I, I have my ideas, but I'm curious to see what you think. So, like you said, envy. Envy is usually shown through green. Mm-hmm. So I was, I think that it's in her head, and I think the lighting changes reflect on how she feels on the inside. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too, and I thought it was a brilliantly yes, subtle way ab- to yeah, do that. Absolutely, yes. And I don't think, unless maybe I missed it and be just because I've seen the sh- all his other shows, mm-hmm. but I don't, I can't recall another one of his shows that does that little trick. But I, it works so well in here, and it yeah. sticks out. It's just, it works. I don't know. It's, it really, really clicks. And I love that. I, I like it when directors play with lighting and, and sound mm-hmm. and, and something that I'm going to compare to, which is like completely out of the ball, like two completely different things, but in Frozen. when <laughs> Yeah, I know. When else, like you can see Elsa's mood changes through the color of her castle. And I oh. like, yeah. And I like it when, directors do that and it's I I it just really clicked with me I had that in all caps like yes I appreciate (laughs) the color change that's awesome yeah yeah that that was one of my favorite parts another thing I liked really quickly small detail the costumes oh yeah I mean you've seen the way I dress it it's I love time pieces especially Uh, for this period a lot of the candy striper outfits or the nurse outfits are like, they're what you would find in a Halloween store. But mm-hmm. I like that it's like, this is this is accurate. Yeah, time. yeah. And it's so like, and I, it's probably because we're looking at it from a 2020 viewpoint, mm-hmm. but they, it just looking at those outfits, all of the costumes, they're all gorgeous, but they're all kind of creepy in a way, yeah. like odd. Um, but but strikingly beautiful, beautiful and creepy. Absolutely. That's I definitely. But I do love the costumes a lot. She then provokes Salvatore, an abandoned patient, to die by suicide in Doctor Hanover's office. 
Oh, so she didn't kill him. He killed himself. Okay, I forgot about that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and Dr. Hanover comes over and is like, hey, what are you doing over here? I know the stunt that you pulled. And she's just playing dumb. And she plays dumb very well. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she's a great actor. I mean, she's the character is a good actor and a good performer. And I, you know, the other thing, like even going off of that, the way that she gets into the hospital to kind of get the position right. that she gets herself into, um, she didn't really have an interview with him, right? When she shows up, no. she kind of manipulated her way into a job interview. Uh, I I thought that was really cool, and I think doesn't she she essentially manipulates her way out of this too with yes. the uh, with the patient. And I I think that that's going to be a common theme that we're going to see through the rest of the series is manipulation and deception. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but the only other Sarah, Sarah Paulson character that I can really think that does this is maybe her character in Hotel who she's a very much so master, master manipulator. With everybody else, she usually plays somebody good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, I think can... that was, yeah, I think that was the first time we actually saw her as a villain. What was her name? Um, Hypodermic Sally or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ratched assures Dr. Hanover the concealment of the incident, gaining his trust. Oh, again, we just talked about it. She's mm-hmm. incredibly manipulated. Oh, yeah. And it, it's 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 going to be fun to see. With that, the guy, the patient that she kind of convinces to kill himself in the office, th- there's a, a really beautiful moment though that she has with him before, and they're sitting at a, I think he's a, in like at a table somewhere, mm-hmm. and she goes, and that's when she kind of puts it in his ear to do all of that. Um, but I, for a second, I felt like she was really opening up and showing her true self because I feel like up until that moment, she it was the the facade of her, which mm-hmm. only what she wanted people to see. And then in that moment, I think she kind of let her guard down a little bit and like kind of let him in to what was what her what her soul was. And then she used that opportunity to kind of trap him and say, okay, now that I got you, this is what I want you to do. I, I don't know. It, it was it was very like, do you think that she wanted to help him? Or do you think it was she was just a ploy? I don't see that that's I I don't know <laughs> yeah I think that's something I like about her characters I don't know what she's doing I don't mm-hmm. know what her reasons for doing it are but I think we're gonna figure that out as the series goes on I, I especially so I like that you said that because I was gonna touch on that I think that she she's so broken and the only way she knows how to fix herself is to put on this facade to make it mm-hmm. seem like everybody else that she's perfect and she's not. And I liked seeing her open up and kind of break down. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, I that alone just kind of made me excited to see where her character's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if you've ever seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like the the movie with Jack Nicholson. So this, this, this story, at least this, this nurse, she is the main villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really curious to see how they take her from where she is at this moment to where she ends up in that movie. Because in that movie, she is, she's evil. She's the embodiment of evil. And, but I don't, I, I don't get that from her completely right now. Right. I still think she has a little bit of a heart left. 
Right. And you, and you can especially see that in that scene, she was bonding with somebody over trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you don't get to see like true bonding over trauma and like traditional TV because it's, it's, it's too much of a sensitive topic to touch on. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I like that, especially with Ryan Murphy, he's not afraid to touch on that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he does it in a way that's not cheap. He, he elevates it almost to where it's, it, 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 it works. It's not something that's going to like, yeah, it is a touchy subject and it's something that some people might get triggered by, but he does it in a way that's so, I don't, like, I don't know, like open and honest. Mm-hmm. I, it, it really I really do appreciate that in all of his work. I feel like he's a very real person and he's not afraid to touch on things like this. He's, he's, he, I, I feel like he understands that it's okay. He does it in a way that is sensitive, but also will not make everybody upset. So the last part of the synopsis is when Edmund arrives at the hospital, he and Ratched embrace. So that was that part we were talking about I had no way, I for, well, I had forgotten about him, one, and two, I, I had, I, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and that, that's, you're talking about, like, the, the last bit of the episode, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I didn't, I was, like you said, I forgot about his character, and then I wondered, how, how are they going to time into this, and then I saw that, and I thought, how in the world does this make sense? Um, and I think, yeah, I, I think it's really, really cool that they, they're adding this little aspect in there because um, it, it, it gives her a purpose. It all kind of fits like, oh, this is why this what is why she picked this hospital at this time. Right. Yeah. After, you know, kind of the whole episode started to wind down before Edmund got there, I like had time to collect my thoughts and, and see, you know, what I thought about everything and, and, and kind of process everything. And I was thinking to myself, Ryan Murphy always has a purpose for everything. He does everything he does the way he does it for a specific reason. So why, why this hospital? It's not just for kicks and giggles. It's for a reason. And I couldn't figure it out. And then when Edmund showed up in the Silence of the Lamb cell, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it, I, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah everything he does he I he doesn't ever really throw anything out there that doesn't have a reason or a purpose and I think that that's something that makes him stand out from a lot of other writers today or um, even directors really um, everything has a purpose and even if it's the smallest little thing it there's still a reason why it's there and I think that's that's really cool um that you picked up on that and that I picked up on that. It just shows that he knows what he's doing and he's doing it the right way. Right. And especially if you haven't seen a Ryan Murphy series before, um, obviously me and Ray have seen American Horror Story <laughs> millions of times. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. You, you can still kind of pick up on the way he directs and the way he produces and the way he kind of manipulates things to fit into a nice little, yeah, like into a nice little <laughs> package. Oh yeah. I so one of the things I picked up on again and I I keep you know reiterating this is that he like will bring in elements from different shows that he's done. 
Mm-hmm. And one of them that I thought was super clever, clever was when the receptionist at her hotel asked, are you a journalist? Are you going to that hotel to, to or are you going to that asylum to, you know, do journalistic things? And I was like, okay, hi, asylum. How are you? <laughs> yes, yes. I, it felt like, it really did feel like a little bit of a, a little wink to the camera, like, hey. Like a gym face to the camera. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I I always appreciate that. Um, I like old movies. I know you like old movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I always enjoy seeing a little wink to old movies and and different series and things like that. So it was nice to see that, especially if, like, if you don't understand that reference, you can look it up and watch the movie. So it's it's nice to see like those little plugins. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a question for you. So why why do you think that he didn't label this American Horror Story? Like another version of American Horror Story? Well, one, I think he, like Asylum is already a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I don't think that this is an American horror story story. I think it's, I think it's its own little thing. And I think it's a completely separate story that needs to be told. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because in an American horror story, it all kind of ties in together. So there mm-hmm. are references to other seasons. Um, Apocalypse is a sequel pretty much to Coven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that ratched is its own little thing i can see that definitely i I forgot about the how they all kind of mix together and i guess it also makes sense because this is a precursor to one floor of the cuckoo's nest so it's almost like his i guess love letter to that and i'm curious to see if this is a one season type of thing or if he's going to continue this for a while we might have to do a follow-up to see like i we should at the end of the season we should see how everything ties up i think that would be kind of cool Right, and and to kind of see how what we thought from the beginning changed, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm Me excited too. to see how the rest of it like kind of falls into place. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I've, uh, it's really really cool. It's visually stunning. I think the performances from everybody are amazing. Um, it's even even without the performers, it's it's really pretty to look at. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous show. Um, the cinematography is good. The writing is good, and it's it sets this re- up this really cool mystery. Um, I don't know. It's it's it. it seems it's exciting. Like it's be, yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. I kind of I, as soon as the first episode ended, I had to stop myself from just going right into the next one. So I'm I'm really excited to get to the end of this. I feel like this is one of those shows where you can't just go into the next one, and you kind of have to pause and gather your thoughts and figure out what you just watched. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot. He put a lot in that first episode. Yeah. Which, again, is something I like about Ryan Murphy. Like, he can put a lot into a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Because I figure if this was a book or a movie, it would be it would be a series of books or a series of movies. Yeah. And he did that in, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I think the, and I think the TV show format works so well for him mm-hmm. because he's able to 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 add all these little things into like a 45 minute episode and he doesn't necessarily have to wrap all of that up. He has 
what 10 episodes to kind of close each little story as he goes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this format works really well for him. And I think it's, there's a reason why he's been so successful. So, okay. We're going to talk about our final thoughts here. Did this show exceed expectations? What did you think of, what did you think of it? Hmm. I'm going to say it did. It exceeded my expectations, but I tried to keep my expectation expectations low um, because I am a fan but you don't want to let that kind of get in the way of the actual story itself. So I could have been, you know, the biggest Ryan Murphy and Sarah Paulson fan, but if the story wasn't great, it wouldn't have, you know, it would have been a big letdown. I think that they gave just enough information and they teased you just enough with that first episode to really get it kicked off and and moving. So I I would say it exceeded my expectations. It, It definitely exceeded my expectations. And like you said, like, diehard Sarah Paulson Ryan Murphy fan mm-hmm. and it, it it was a little difficult for me to separate myself from all of the other things that he's done mm-hmm. but I did and it's fantastic yeah yeah I, I would definitely recommend this to somebody else to watch what about you I definitely would too I think you oh my it just came to me right now this is almost like a it's as if American Horror Story Asylum and Hotel Had a Baby would be this show. That's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting yeah. right now. Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Just without the vampires and the aliens. And, and, the, yeah, and all of the other supernatural things. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the zombies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes. Um, what is your rating out of 10 for this? Hmm. I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. I was going to say 8 out of 10, too, just because I am so a little confused at some mm-hmm. points. Um, but obviously, again, this is a TV show. And like our first TV show episode, we, you know, we kind of had to take ourselves out of, you know, just watching a movie and yeah. not what it is. Yeah, I think it, I think my rating might change once I get to the end. Right. It, mm-hmm. it might go up. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully yeah. Hopefully it goes up. Hopefully, Hopefully it goes, it goes up. up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Awesome. Final statements? <laughs> um, I would say this is a great place. You've never seen a Ryan Murphy show. This is probably a good place to start because it's, it's its own thing and it has a very strong cast and a great story. Yes, definitely. Um, if you haven't seen a Ryan Murphy show before, definitely watch this. I feel like American Horror Story is a little too Ryan Murphy in your face to start off with. And intense. Um, It's super intense. So like, if you just want to dip your toe in, like just, this is definitely the one to watch before you go into Scream Scream Queens and (laughs) American Horror Story. Um, Definitely, I think that this is going to be a great TV show and I'm excited to finish it. Me too. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, Ray, for being here today. Yay, thanks for having me. Of course. Me, Liv, and Anna will be back next week with another episode for you. And be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Wolf Tracks Online.